Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dania. As always, if any of the material in this podcast or episode resonates with you, or if you're looking for coaching services, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at youknowyazen or email me directly, lifecoaching at youknowyazen.com. For this week's episode, I am really excited to welcome Carl Hewlin. Carl is based in the Channel Island of Jersey, and he's a men's coach who focuses on personal development. In this episode, Carl shares his journey of personal development and how that shaped him. Carl and I discuss the patterns we repeat in our relationships, and until we don't do the work, we continue those patterns. I really hope you can get a lot out of this episode. And as always, if you can leave a five-star review at the end of the episode, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Carl, uh, thank you for joining the Easy Conversations podcast. Uh, Super grateful for you to come on here and and have this conversation with me today. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit offline, but I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, but before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about, you know, what it is you do, uh, where you're located, um, and, and what brought you on this journey uh, of coaching. And then we'll kind of get into the, the, the conversation we want to have today. Yeah, great. Um, it's great to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Carl Hewlin. I live in Jersey Channel Islands, which is a small little island between France and England. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a, I was starting out as a men's coach, kind of early days of my journey, but I'm, you know, kind of I'm just really passionate about helping men. I've been on my own journey, um, you know, kind of started probably maybe 2014 where um, I wasn't, I wasn't you know, really any aware of myself, you know, my kind of self-development journey started really with a bit of a breakdown at work, you know, and um, that, that was kind of how, I kind of got into the journey of self-development and from there it's kind of led me through you know on that on that path of self-discovery and things like that um I discovered a book called uh, No More Mr Nice Guy which um really really resonated with me and that kind of really accelerated my personal joke personal growth journey um but also it led me to discover men's groups and men's work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, that was a real, I mean, I was in London a lot in 2019 and I was doing something called the Landmark Forum. And yeah, I, I went to a men's group, which is linked to this book that I'd read, um, Then Almost a Nice Guy. And I, draw, I went, I was a bit nervous, um, didn't really know what to expect. And just being in a room full of other guys you know, opening up, being vulnerable and sharing what was going on for them. But also we had this kind of common, um, you know, challenge, I guess. We, you know, we've read the, all read this book and we all resonated kind of with some of the, the behaviours and things that we'd heard about in that. So, yeah, it was just really powerful for me. And that's kind of what sparked a passion, I think. I'd always been really interested in, obviously, self-development. Um, but, yeah, really getting into the whole men's groups thing. Um, so, as part of that course I was doing, the Landmark Forum, I had to create a community project. And actually, then I started a men's group in Jersey, which was quite ballsy because um, it's quite a small place. And it's not really something that 
um, goes on over here. So um, yeah, so create a men's group um, and yeah, that no, was great. As I say, I was um, did it in person um, at a friend's restaurant and um, it was just really a place to bring guys together and just have mm -hmm. a bit more of a deeper conversation about life in general. But obviously, you know, it kind of got onto some challenges that people were having on a day-to-day -day basis. So so that was great. And that kind of led me down that path, really. And, um, you know, it's through that that I've obviously discovered more, deep, you know, delved deeper into men's work. Um, I went to Bali for a month at the beginning of 2020 before COVID kicked off. And, um, yeah, I really immersed myself in the kind of men's work out there. There was loads of sort of men's um, groups and things out there. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, came back and um, as I say, started really understanding what I could do in this space. So obviously with COVID, did the men, you know, just continued doing the men's groups online. But it's really only been this last year that I've really um, understood that I could, I've got, you know, my journey and I've got, I can help other people, you know, a few steps behind me basically and just kind of help them along that path. So um, yeah, I'm embracing the um, the coaching element. Um, I've been working with my own coaches for a good a good time now, and um, yes, yeah, so starting off. So I've created something called the Rebooted Man, and yes, yeah, as I say, I'm just really passionate about helping guys. I'm coaching probably a, you know a good handful of guys at the moment, and um, yeah, it's just so rewarding to see mm -hmm. um, how you can impact guys and just just you know just just make them aware of certain behaviors or um understand you know you kind of join up the dots and you know when they start looking at things like their values and their purpose and maybe how they're showing up in their relationships and things like that and you can kind of give them give them a few pointers and just you know um or reflect things back to them that they've said it's just really powerful and um yeah it's uh, certainly something that i have a lot of passion for and i you know I'm on that journey myself and I'm hoping to, I can help and impact a lot of other men on the way. Um, I also run a men's room on Clubhouse once a week. So Clubhouse mm -hmm. has been a big part of my journey in 2021. I think a lot of people with COVID and the lockdown were, you know, feeling a bit isolated and like a lot of people found, um, find my kind of tribe on there and um, yeah, just, just learned a lot. I just met a lot yeah. of great people, um, expanded my circle of influence and um yeah, that's been um, that's been also been a part of my journey in the last you know um, nine months or so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing all that. And I guess uh, you know, there's a couple of things I do want to uh, explore further with you. But first of all, like with the men's coaching, you know, uh, it's it's something that's coming up quite a bit uh, in terms of just even men's groups uh, that are being set up in various cities or even local communities. Um, and I find them to be quite powerful, but what's been your biggest takeaway from, you know, the work you've been doing in, in, in like the men's circle and setting up these groups on a regular basis? Like what's been your biggest takeaway in terms of how it's impacted you and how it's impacting the men that are attending these sessions? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's, it's so powerful. I think there's just a lot of power in showing up and listening i think there's probably a perception that you have to come and speak and share and that and i think a lot of people have they just come and listen and um i think you resonate a lot with another another guy's journey right we're we're quite often you know 
dealing with stuff on our own. You know, mm. a lot of guys have all gone through the same things, you know, facing the same challenges. And I and a lot of the feedback I get is often from people that aren't even talking in the group and they just go, do you know what? That really helps. You know, that was really interesting, that conversation. So I think sometimes it's a bit of a slow burner. You know, you know that these guys are turning up and they're listening um, and they never say anything, but they're obviously going away resonating with what's being said. And, and you know, over time, people then do eventually come up and share something. And um, I think, I think you know, it's also just getting guys to the table, I think, is, is, is part of the biggest hurdle, right? So when they're there, I think, you know, they really, they do really resonate with what's being said. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, it helps me. It helps other guys, you know, it's, every, it's kind of, you know, you need to, mm-hmm. it's great sharing, getting other people's opinions because it kind of reinforces either what you know or it reinforces that it's a good place to be and share because you, you're learning every time. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think that's it for me. It's just it's just the listening, do you know what I mean? And having that space for guys. And as I say, I've got a couple of good friends in there now. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of like the feedback, like, you know, six weeks down the line and go, yeah. oh, you know, you said that. I've had that conversation with another friend. or And that kind of ripple effect that they're then kind of speaking to other guys, but they're not even necessarily aware of what they've shared. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that they've shared it and been vulnerable in yeah. that space has allowed other you know other people to kind of open up as well mm-hmm. um so it's kind of that by stealth <laughs> in some ways it's not necessarily always in the group the men's group it's yeah that ripple effect that they're having outside of outside of the uh, group absolutely yeah i mean that's probably one of the most important things about uh the men's groups is how they're taking that knowledge or awareness from the sessions out to you know their life outside the group um, and exactly and how it's impacting their relationships with themselves but even you know their family or, or their spouses and I think that's powerful in itself um, and, and then there's another thing you touched on in terms of being the the nice guy and uh, I think it, it's kind of you know talking about relationships with others and and the whole co- aspect of being a nice guy like what did you learn and why was that so important for you? Because uh, you, you referenced that book you read as well that kind of, you know, propelled your journey. So why, why was that so important for you? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it just, the book, just as I said before, really resonated, you know, some of the, the behaviours in there that I was um, portraying, you know. So I guess, you know, growing up, you kind of, you know, this whole kind of jerk, you know, guys that treat women not particularly well and that. And I always kind of then, I went to like the complete opposite of that. I always thought, I'm not going to, you know, treat women like that. And he ended up becoming what they call this nice guy. But actually, the, the some of the behaviours of the nice guy just as toxic as, you know, that kind of jerk mm-hmm. um, bad boy as well. So, and it quite often... Um, a bit more under the radar, uh, these some of these behaviours. But you know, it's, it's things like um, not speaking your truth, um, not you know, not um, just saying yes, being a people pleaser. You know, all these sorts of things. And I just really resonated with that, and and I'd seen how it had impacted some of my relationships. Um, and you just just 
not showing up for yourself, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just kind of doing, as I say, being a people pleaser, saying yes, happy wife, happy life type thing where you lose yourself um, and you don't, you don't do the things that you want to do because you're always trying to people please and do other things for everyone else. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just, it was just, that just really resonated for me. And um, I think, again, as much as I've done the self-development, especially in relationships, I've, I've let myself go. And again, I've, I've done that recently again. So, you know, it's an ongoing journey, you know, my previous relationship that ended at Easter, again, I can see that some of those, some of those behaviors I was repeating. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just I think you know when you meet somebody you know you're obviously you know you kind of it's, it's great it's exciting and everything and you probably do you know you, you don't obviously you want to do stuff with them and, and you know slowly slowly over a period of time you kind of give in to your boundaries and that but it's not because they're asking you to it's just because you do it over time right so mm -hmm. you know you might stop going to the gym or you might not eat as well or you know you're not spending time for yourself doing whatever you know meet seeing your friends or doing something you enjoy mm -hmm. and over time that that kind of eats away at you and you you're not necessarily aware and um yeah just having those keeping those boundaries for yourself um but quite often I found I was I, I thought I was doing it for the right reasons you know I want to spend more time with them or mm -hmm. you know they're, they're not gonna they're not going to be happy if I turn around and say, oh, I'm going to do this tonight instead of see you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just our own dialogue in our heads. And actually what I've learned a lot recently, especially being on Clubhouse and listening to a lot of people share, mm -hmm. is you know, the women don't want you to give in to your boundaries, right? They, If they asked you to do something, they kind of want you to you know, have speak your truth and yeah. say what's occurring for you and again you know one of the things that I'd always been told is I'm not very good at communicating and I and I wasn't because I just was too scared I was avoiding conflict mm -hmm. um, in relationships you know I I just as I say is again it just comes back to speaking your truth mm -hmm. oh I don't, don't know if I should say that because she might then be upset and but actually from everything I'm learning they know that you're not speaking your truth they kind of then and then the whole nice guy thing is quite often they're very dishonest, dishonest with themselves, dishonest in the relationship, because as I say, they're, they're not, you know, saying, speaking their truth. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I could definitely see how that's occurred, you know, where you think you're doing everything you can to make things work or keep her happy. And for some reason, there's, they like, think you're a liar or something like that. And at the time, it didn't really, I was very confused by being told that and actually in some ways very defensive of that as well. Mm. But now I can see it. Oh, well, yeah, I was, I was lying. I was lying to myself more than anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's... yeah, that, that's sort of some of the things that I've learned. Um, and, you know, it's not easy, right, when you're in, in the situation to try and be aware, you know, so you kind of have this awareness, but, you know, being able to... Um, pause and respond rather than react in those situations is you know something that you know you're always trying to um improve on yeah yeah it's an ongoing journey um yeah i mean it's uh it's a lot of things you touched on there and i think that one of the things um if we were to kind of break it down one by one but you're right like if if we're not being honest it's hard for the other person to trust you and then when they call you out, you're right, we do get defensive because we're like, well, what do you mean? I'm doing everything I, I can here to make you happy, right? 
Um, and it, it's, you're right. It's also important to have those boundaries and, and stick to them and not necessarily, I think they're, they're healthy, right? You're, you're taking care of yourself. Um, you're being independent, but at the same time, you're also by doing so you're, you're also showing up to, to the relationship, uh, in a better place. Uh, you're Absolutely. compromising yourself, right? And, and often what happens is we keep giving in thinking, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I should be spending time with this person and we're, we're bottling up all these needs we have for ourselves that we've been compromising. Um, and, and you're right, often we don't realize that until it's too late. And then you can look back and reflect on it. And we're creatures of habit, right? We've, we operate a certain way because that's what we've known our entire lives. And, you know, you continue repeating those patterns. And I think it's important to, to like you've said, to, to reflect on that. Um, one of the other things I've been reflecting on as well. So, you know, you mentioned there's the nice guy who's a people pleaser, and then there's the jerk who's kind of like dismissive and all that. But I think ultimately it boils down to insecurities and ultimately the, there's, a fear in either case, whether you're a nice guy or you're being the jerk, there's a fear of rejection. You know, and by pleasing, trying to please the other person, you want to be accepted. By being the jerk, you you also don't want to be rejected. Um, so, you know, I think until we don't really recognize what's going on, where is this fear of rejection coming from? why are we insecure and how are our insecurities showing up in our relationships you can't really move forward you're going to continue to repeat those behaviors and those patterns and you know often people will blame others rather than look inward and some people will, may have some awareness and be able to talk about it but until you don't do the work you can't really <laughs> make any changes so i guess um, in your case, you know, you, you've obviously reflected on it and, and you've recognized some of those patterns. What are the things you're doing? So like, you know, to prepare yourself. So next time you're in a relationship, you're aware of those, or even if you know, you're going to repeat those patterns, do you feel like that's something you would be upfront about with your partner and, and mention, Hey, you know, this is what happens. And, you know, I'll, this is what I'm working on. Yeah, um, I, I do think I would be a lot more upfront. I think, you know, as I say, those patterns are there, you know, that inner work, as I say, that kind of inner child, you know, healing that inner child, you know, heal the boy and the man will um, show himself. So, yeah, doing work on that and, that, you know, as I say, it's a constant, it's a constant journey. So, as I say, being like the men's groups and things like that, obviously, you know, hearing the stories and sharing that kind of reminding yourself of these of these behaviors and these patterns and things like that. That's really powerful. Um, I do a little bit of journaling, but it's something that I'd like to do more of to really like, you know, go into that, do that shadow work and really understand why some of these insecurities come up. Um, yeah, I think a lot of my a lot of insecurities around that. Yeah, kind of fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Um, that's definitely been a big one for me. Um, and ironically, by doing some of these behaviors, you actually just create the thing that you want to avoid, which is, you know, that rejection. Um, 
so yeah it's i think i, I think i'm i'd say a lot more open a lot being a lot being a lot more comfortable being vulnerable um around men and around women and um you know i think i think that's been the, one of the biggest things to say for the men's group just being vulnerable about around men and hearing other guys sharing and then you know actually knowing that you're not alone in some of these behaviors and challenges there's a lot of um you know there's a bit more acceptance there um and doing a lot of work on that inner dialogue as well i think we're also very negative in how we speak and being a lot more conscious of how we speak to ourselves the language we use as well i'm doing a lot of work on that mm -hmm. um, because i think you know naturally you will fall back into some of these behaviors um but it's being aware of it but it's not berating yourself when you do because again that was something that i did so you know oh, i've done this again i'm such a blooming idiot do you know what i mean you know insert expletive words um you know, that inner dialogue of yeah just such self-negative talk and i'm a lot more aware of that now i'm really working on that and catching myself um and other and i've asked other people to remind me when they hear me you know when they can hear me speaking that as well so i've again surrounded myself with other coaches and and you say in the men's group where they can kind of hold you to account of your actions and your language and things like that so i think that's and that's that's what i'm doing really um as i say it's a constant journey right we're always working on it as I say, listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, just continuing that self-growth. But I think, yeah, just being honest. And um, I think just having that, yeah, just that courage to put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, um, especially when you are, you know, speaking to women and things. And I think they just appreciate that honesty. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just even silly things like there's probably been a few, few cases where, you know, I've, I've met somebody and they're, you know, they maybe I'm not necessarily looking for somebody that's got children. And I've and I've said straight away, you know, this is not really it's not really what I'm looking for. And straight away they've got that's that's absolutely fine, no problem. Thank you for being honest. The old car would have just been so scared to have said that to not upset them. Mm -hmm. It sounds like such a silly thing, really, when you speak about it, but you know, that whole inner dialogue of going, oh, I can't say that, I'm gonna upset them, they're gonna feel you know, all these sorts of excuses I'm coming up with in my head and actually just being honest. Mm -hmm. i just gone, thank you so much. No problem at all. It's great, nice and refreshing to hear, you You know, you're being honest and you know what you want, you know, all the best type thing. Um, so, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, yeah, that, that's the kind of work I'm I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, no, I think being upfront to your point is, is really important. But again, even that comes with, the fear of rejection if you're like well if i'm being honest and this person doesn't like my answer they may just walk away and i think mm. a lot of people struggle with that and myself included because we're it's finding that right balance where especially when you meet someone in the beginning you obviously want to make a good impression so yeah. there's a lot of things you disguise or hide about yourself because you yourself haven't accepted them right you're insecure about them um, yeah. and you're afraid to put them on the table because you're like, well, let me get to know her. And, you know, maybe in a few months I'll, I'll talk about this. And, and then you keep pushing it off because that fear of rejection never goes away. Um, yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I don't know if there's a right answer to this because obviously a lot of people struggle with it, but it, it's, it's like, yeah, like, are you doing yourself? 
any justice of by not sharing that by by disguising it and are you you know like how are you showing up for the relationship and then I feel like it becomes a constant battle because you have to maintain that image I don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah I think I mean obviously on like a first date or first couple of dates I guess you're not going to share everything right, right. Um, but you might be you know it's good to be a bit vulnerable and honest about yourself um but yeah I think yeah, you definitely got to do that. You know, you can't you can't put that mask on for too long. You know, it'll come back and bite you in the bum, and that's basically is certainly what's happened for me in the past. Because yeah, too scared to show those things, um, and you could you just can't keep up that act for very long. I think um, I think for everything that I'm learning is you just got to be yourself. Um, I think again, I've gone into these sorts of situations a lot a lot of scarcity mindsets of thinking right this girl. You know, I've got to really impress her. She's, you know, she's really attractive. I don't want to lose, you know, don't want to upset her or lose her. I've got to like look good in her in her eyes, mm-hmm. and you don't share those things. And it comes from a, a scarcity mindset, I think, as well. So having, you know, and also, I think the more I learn that if you do share something about yourself and they don't like it, well, you wouldn't want to be with that person anyway, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it comes back to that scarcity thing. So, you know, just you have to be yourself, um, you know, as I say, just speaking your truth. I mean, you don't have to go all like, you know, all deep and, you know, right into the guts of it. But you can certainly share a bit about yourself and some of your your traits and things like that. Because I think, again, going back to the nice guy thing, we we just feel that we need to be this perfect person. Right. There's, um, you know, and women don't from everything I'm learning that they don't, they want, they don't want Mr. Teflon, you know, they want some like rough edges somewhere because otherwise, again, this guy's too perfect. What's wrong with him? Like, you know, they don't, again, it comes back to that. I can't trust this guy. Why is he too perfect? You know? Um, so I think it's good to, you know, share some of those, those rough edges, but it, it's easier said than done. I think that default <laughs> mindset kicks in and, um, you know, you you do obviously everyone wants to show themselves in the best light, but mm. I think you can still do that, but also be a bit vulnerable and share something about yourself. And um, if they don't like it, I guess they just say they're not necessarily the right person for you anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think the most important thing you said there is it's easier said than done because it, it is tough, and and often I think people even people that want to be vulnerable struggle with finding that right balance um, because I think there is. A such thing as uh, oversharing, definitely, and yeah. and I think the the whole construct around being yourself is also very complex and has many many layers because being yourself, I think <laughs> people often misconstrue it too, where it's like you know they'll say anything that comes to mind, and then when other people get upset, they're like, well, I'm being myself. And, and I think there's finding, again, there's a balance within that too, where, you know, being yourself really doesn't mean you, you just say anything that comes to your mind. I think it's really, to me, how I interpret it, because I think even being authentic is a, a lifelong journey. We're constantly chasing our authentic self because as we've talked about so far in this episode, it's really there's so many things about ourselves that we are afraid to accept and we're constantly doing the work to, to be able to heal whatever it is that we've, 
been hiding all along or, or running from. So I think being authentic requires us to do a lot of work on ourselves. So, and, and the, I think the, the, the aspect of being yourself is really putting yourself out there in terms of sharing your, your insecurities and the stuff you struggle with, but not oversharing. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean whatever comes to your mind, you just spit it out. Um, sure. I think there's finding that right balance. Um, and obviously it, it is fairly complex. That's why people really struggle with it. And, mm. and people like yourself and, and even me, we are obviously doing a lot of work in this space and we still, I think it's fair to say based on this conversation, we also struggle with it. Right. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a never ending journey. Um, but, you know, I think going to these men's groups, I think there's an aspect of ourselves that we can share with, with other men and get comfortable with. And I think the more we do that, the more we normalize it, the more okay we can become with, uh those those flaws we have right and and uh those imperfections that we can improve our relationship with ourselves so then we can have better relationships with others yeah no absolutely um yeah as i say it's it's definitely easier said than done but yeah i think you're yeah, just doing that work as i say it's a journey yeah speaking to other guys listening to what they're saying learning from their experience i think i think a lot of the other stuff i've done is really learning a bit more about you know like the masculine feminine energy as well so you know like again i kind of collapsed like masculine alpha like jerk guys like kind of a kind of a mixed all of that together a little bit and it's only really again unpacking that that you know again on the, the date and that is you know being more assertive and you know, making a decision and saying, right, you know, let's do this and let's do this. So kind of having some of those other behaviors that also improve the attraction, which allow a bit of space for some of the other stuff as well. Does that make sense of what I'm saying? Um, again, yeah. I think like, you know, again, oh, you know, well, what do you want to do? Or where do you want to go or whatever? Just making some, making some decisions and it might not be the perfect decision, but just actually taking the lead and doing um, and doing something. I think that's also, um, you know, a positive masculine um, energy trait. That, and I think that women appreciate that, right? I think, again, we, we're all a bit lost in trying to, you know, again, please them or make the right decision or anything and actually just, just make a decision and, and move forward with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think there's a sense of you, you need to be decisive and, and kind of, like you said, uh, lead in certain areas. But even that, I think, going back to the whole aspect of balance, right? There needs to be the right balance. And it's finding that balance between your masculine and feminine energy, right? So mm -hmm. when, when you're taking that lead, it's also taking it with compassion and empathy and uh, being aware of, um, how certain decisions may impact the other person and, and having that emotional intelligence where you're able to pick up on things. Because I think, you know, often um, women struggle in the same way, right? Uh, yeah. Being able to speak their truth. And we need to be aware of those instances and really give them that safe space where they can open up rather than, because um, they, just like us, have a, 
anyone in a relationship has the same fear of rejection. So how are you creating that safe space for, for the other person to be able to express themselves? And, um, and I think that really comes with when you find that right balance in, in the energies. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you touched on the emotional intelligence, intelligence there. And yeah, that's a key part, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't come easy, right? Um, it's just, a, it is a bit trial and error a little bit. And um, just having the courage to go out there and, and do it, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, like, moving forward, um, like, you know, we've talked talked about a little, uh, quite a bit about some of the things you've taken back from from these men's groups and and the the own like the work you've done on yourself and reflecting and kind of understanding, you know, what are the things you need to do as you move forward. But um, right now, <clears throat> based on everything you're doing, and, and what I find is it's interesting. You know, you sit there and, and you understand all the things that you keep repeating and, and the, the behaviors, the patterns, and, and you gain all this awareness. But again, when it came, comes down to game time, <laughs> it, it's again, it's really hard because we talked about this. We've been a certain way for so many years and often it's easier to fall back on the familiar patterns um, because they're just innate within us. Yeah. Um, what are this? What are some things you are doing to remind yourself when those instances occur? And I know you touched on it. Really pausing and and taking that extra time to reflect before you respond. Um, but yeah, like what else are you doing to really prepare yourself? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not in a relationship or dating at the moment, so I guess yeah, there's um. There's a certain, certain elements, I guess, I can't um, practice, I suppose. But I think what, what I'm doing is just really building that, um, working on my daily habits, my routines, you know, um, you know, getting a strong foundation in place, you know, uh, really working on my self-love. I think, again, another thing that where I've gone wrong in relationships is I'm always looking for that, you know, some, you know, my other half, my better half and realizing mm. that I am whole in myself and working on that self, that self-love, I think, you know, going again, that comes back to, you know, having, you know, healthy habits, looking after myself, you know, what I eat, working out, um, you know, time in nature, you know, knowing those things that really like charge me up, you know, f- fill up my cup, um, doing that, keeping that discipline, um, as I say, obviously, you know, continuing on with, say, the men's groups, you know, learning more about this sort of work, um, having conversations, you know, deeper conversations with, with men and women about these sorts of topics. And it just keeps it's just kind of putting in the reps a little bit, learning and, mm-hmm. you know, listening to other people. And I think, but I think the biggest thing for me is working on that self-love. I think a lot of it comes from you know, how well, how much you love yourself. And um, again, I probably thought that was quite selfish in the past um, or self-love didn't, it felt a bit like woohoo, you know, of course, you know, you don't, I mean, you know, it's always always looking externally for that love. Whereas actually, if you can have it within you, then that, you know, that's, um, that's, um, 
you know that's what you need right you can't you always look to somebody you always not can't look for somebody to fill those needs as well i think that's another thing i've learned is quite often we will put a lot of pressure on our partners to meet a lot of our needs and that's why again having like a men's group where you can speak about things and having you know good close friendship groups where you don't have to get all of those needs from a partner yeah no that's really important i think the one of the things you've really touched on is key is is not <laughs> and you're right quite often we say oh that's my better half or i need to find my better half but the the biggest thing is being whole within yourself right and how yeah. you get there is is your own journey but it's important showing up and knowing and telling yourself that you are whole within yourself because of everything you're doing um as an independent person to really take care of yourself and and you can't love someone or take care of someone else if you haven't done that for yourself right and and i know Absolutely. you touched on the fact that you know when when we would talk about it in the past maybe not so much now that almost seems selfish but i think in order to be truly present and showing up a, um, as a as a contributing member of a partnership, you need to be really taking care of yourself and, and dedicating that time for your own uh, self-care. Um, and that's something I've touched on recently too, is we quite often come in expecting that this person's gonna make me happy. Yeah. Or in order to be happy, I need to be with someone. And it's not someone else's responsibility to make you happy. Like, yeah, you can share moments where you create happiness for both people but you really need to find that happiness within yourself right and and i think people get uh lost in that and and it's so important that you've touched on the fact that you're doing all this work right now in order to prepare yourself and i find that's another issue where people just keep jumping from a relationship to another relationship without taking that time to really understand themselves and building a routine where they are taking care of themselves. And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing that you're doing that and putting in that work because not a lot of people take that time. They just wanna rush. They just want uh, to be with someone and not be alone or not be isolated. Yeah, absolutely. And I was definitely guilty of that in the past. Um, so yeah, I think, as I say, just, just that self-love and knowing, you know, again, it's back to the self-development, I just say, knowing your values, um, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, like-minded people that maybe aren't, you know, not put, you know, things like just doing things you want to do and be around people that lift you up and, you know, that aren't necessarily a bad influence on you. And as I say, keeping those, keeping those daily habits, um things that you know just being aware of the things that kind of charge you up you know i i mean like a few years ago if you'd asked me oh let's go for a, a walk outside it would have been kind of right down the bottom of my priority list you know i'd rather yeah. watch tv or do something else go to the you know go go for lunch or something but now getting outside and going for a walk in nature you know things like that just have being that aware of doing something that really charges me up and um um, allows me to then show up for other people um, again I think we're you know we're just kind of on that hamster wheel sometimes and we're not doing anything to look after ourselves and and all it does is build you know just kind of build up a bit of resentment don't you sometimes if 
you feel like you're trying to please everybody else and you're not doing anything to please yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, Carl, I really want to thank you for, for coming on here again and, and having this conversation. I think there's a lot of valuable insight you've shared and, and we've touched on a very important topic of, you know, really healing that inner child. Uh, so we can be a better version of ourselves, not only for ourselves, but, you know, also in our relationships. And if we don't do that work, it, it's hard to really show up and, and uh, be a partner for someone else because we haven't done that work to be whole. Um, and, and it's such an important topic that, you know, a lot of people don't put emphasis on. So, you know, I thank you for, for being vulnerable and sharing this with, uh, with, with me and the listeners today. Um, but for people that want to find you or, you know, get a hold of you, what are some of the ways they can do that, whether it's social media or online um, or even the clubhouse? Yeah, the best way um, to get hold of me is just our via Instagram, which is Carl with a C, Hewlin, um, H-U-E-L-I-N, um, or the same on clubhouse. Um, yeah, they're probably the two best ways to get hold of me. So, uh, but yeah, it's been great. Um, great to be on the podcast and yeah thanks very much for the conversation yeah thank you thank you for tuning in to another episode as always please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section i always love hearing from you thank you again and until next week